0: Hello and welcome to the September update on the Nairn County podcast, brought to you by our digital sponsor Topcar and Renes and main club sponsor Murray Travel. I'm Michael Bockel, and once again, I'm joined by our Director of Football, Graham McLeod. Graham, there's a lot to get into. We're not going to try and shy away from from all that's been happening. So let's get straight into it and discuss really how we have found ourselves sitting second bottom of the league. You know, on the last podcast, we were chatting about the positive start against Banks of D and Rothis. and since then, I think it's, we've only picked up one point, is it, um, and taken a couple of hidings off of uh, Forrest and, and Lossiemouth in that time as well. Or, where do you feel it's gone wrong?
1: Uh, hi, Michael, evening, uh, and thank you for the easy question to start us <laughs> off. Um, ugh, there's a number of factors, um uh, we're not going to shy away from it, it's, it's just simply not been good enough uh, the last month uh, across the club, uh, myself included, um, in, on the football side. Um, there's been fixtures that we've uh, lost. Uh, so I suppose it's not really it's the manner of the the defeats. Um, you know, we lose to Fraserburgh, we lose to Forth Martin. Um, I think most a, a lot of teams in the league would be doing well to take something out of that game, but you know Fraserburgh ends up four 0 It's fairly. It's a fairly even, even game until we, uh, until we sort of go behind, two behind in the second half. It's the manner of the goals that we lose. It's the mistakes that are being made uh, defensively. Um, in, in that game, we're well in the game until you know we concede two penalties. Um, and Shoot ourselves in the foot there as well. So, you know, this the decision making and the mistakes that are being made um, across the the football side of the club is um, is. It's not been acceptable, uh, although last month has not been uh, near the standards that we expect of ourselves. Um, in these fixtures, obviously, you know, the the, the most recent result of the lossy mouth game was a huge disappointment. Um, you go to uh, you go there looking to take three points. Uh, you know, with all respect to Lossie. I mean, we weren't there was to be fair to lossy, you know, they were unbeaten against us last year, but um, you know, that's a game that we look at. I'm sure maybe they looked at in target at three points as well, but we certainly went there with a squad that we felt were good enough to get three points. Uh, and the game transpired the way it did. And uh, it was one that, you know, as the game went on, we just, we, we started well enough in the game um, and it just failed to get ourselves in front, uh, made mistakes uh, defensively and we've been punished and and rightly so. Um, and we've we've recognised that and we know that we're now in a, a really... A difficult situation. We're not shying away from that and we need to t- do something to turn it around. Uh so, you know, we've gone into the, the transfer market now uh this week to to try and bolster the squad uh and see if that can, can give us the boost that we need and you know fingers crossed that it will do. Uh the players that have come in have given the place a bit of a lift. You can see the training, intensity of the training, but it's all very well me sitting here and saying coming rolling out, you know, people uh, you know people are more intelligent than just to take me saying everyone's working hard and and we're doing our best. But you know, it's it, that that doesn't matter. What I say, it's it's what the players deliver on the pitch. Um, will prove whether uh, whether we we're getting this right and turn this round. You know, as I we hope we are, as sincerely we believe we are. But um, you know, the only thing that's going to prove that is results. And uh, and we know we need results, and we need them quickly. Um, because of the situation we now find ourselves in, and um, you know, I hold my hands up and take responsibility for for where we, we find ourselves in the league table at the moment.
0: Obviously, a lot of stuff um, gets kept um, in the changing room, and rightly so. But you know, what have especially some of the senior players been saying to it?
1: Um, yeah, the players are obviously disappointed and annoyed um, with with what they're producing. Um, there's been some full and frank discussions after the games for a lengthy period of time um, dissecting what's gone wrong Um, you know I don't really want to go into the um, into the details of that um, or these sort of private behind closed doors conversations but um, the players again appreciate the situation where we are the players know that um, you know they they need to they're the ones that need to go out there and deliver um, on the pitch if they want to remain at the club so um, it's it's down to them to to turn this around. Um, I think the manager said this this week. You know we can um, you know we can put them in. The manager can do what they want, but do what he wants. Sorry, in terms of put them into shape and give them a game plan to adhere to. But it's down to the the players to execute that. Um, and as I say, the the guys are um, are, are I think there's still that determination and a drive there to 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 get this fixed and get it fixed quickly. The, you know, there's no... The players are still all buying into what we want to do and how we want to, to progress. Um, but, as I say, it's down to them to go out there uh, and deliver. Uh, and hopefully we can start that on Saturday with the Scottish Cup tie.
0: Yeah, you referenced there that we brought in some fresh, I suppose, older faces um, uh, as well. But can you take us through, just for, for people that, have, for, for whatever reason, maybe have not uh, picked up on all, all the... The incoming so far, and why they've been brought back in?
1: Yeah, well, all summer we've felt we needed experience in the squad. Um, The squad that finished last season, we only had two players over the age of thirty: Glenn Mayne and Conor Gethins. So, you know, you see comments about people saying why you're bringing in older players and why not giving youth a chance. We're second bottom of the league. We need experienced, hardened players that know how to win in this league right now. That is what we need, Uh, and we've gone fair. We've gone out and done that. you know, we've brought players in that uh, are and not only that got these attributes, but they're, they're quality players as well. I mean, uh, you know, Paul's highly regarded defender, Rothis, um, think he had the opportunity to stay there if he wanted, um, but felt that being closer to home would be more convenient for, for him. Um, and we've been lucky enough to take advantage of that. And, you know... If anyone knows Paul, the drive and the will to win and the determination and the aggression and the strong personality that he has and the character he has is exactly what we need right now. So it's all very well saying, you know, why why you're not just bringing, you know, why not blood young players? But, you know, it takes a while to find your feet in the Highland League, no matter how good you are as a 17, 18, 19 year old. And we need, we don't, at the moment, time is not on our side when it comes to that that part of it. Uh, Yes, if we get ourselves into a position where, um, we're safe in the league and we're in the mid-table position, then, you know, by all means, um, you know, we'll continue to, to try and bring through as many young players as we can. And, of course, if there's players that stand out for the reserves and um, are really excelling, then, yeah, of course, they'll be having their chance. But um, but at this moment in time, one, we don't have any players in the pipeline that are ready to come into the first team that haven't already done so. And two, as I say, we feel we need hardened, experienced players with character uh, strong personality uh, and Wayne and uh, both, as I say, Wayne and Paul, I feel bring that to the table uh, as well as being quality players. Uh, you know, Wayne performed at the top end of the league for the majority of his career so far, both with ourselves previously uh, and in his five years at For Martin uh, and his year at Rothis as well, or four years at For Martin, sorry, and his year at Rothis as well. Paul, um, you know, a mainstay of that Rothas team that's broken into the top five over the last few years as well. Um And, as I say, strong, aggressive um, personalities that we need uh, about the team at the moment. It's what we've lacked uh, in our performances so far this season. Uh, and it's something that we felt we needed to do. And this is going back, you know, this is not something that is a knee-jerk reaction. Um, going back to the, the summertime, um, without sort of going into... Uh, Names, but there was players that we were after who were on the more experienced side of things because we felt we lacked that. The average age of our squad was quite low, and we needed players who could drag the team through. And who could, you know, maybe you know, you get games where it's just it's quite tight, and it's uh, you know, it's a it's a, a the weather's freezing, and it's a horrendous day, and you just need people that roll their sleeves up and have got a bit of dig about them to to drag you to over the line in an evenly contested game. Uh, and we've we try to target that kind of that type of hardened player. Um, in the summertime. we weren't successful in that. Um, but now we've um, we've made a couple of moves this week uh, with Paul and Wayne in particular. Uh, also Stephen Rennie as well. Um, Is a bit younger, only twenty five. But you know, still got five, six, seven. How, how many years experience in the Highland League? Haven't played with. Um, Rothes and uh, for William and on from Cali when he was young, uh, going to Rothes and then um, having a four year spell at Strasby as well. So um, players that have got plenty of uh, of high league appearances. About you know you're talking about over 500 high league appearances between these three guys coming into the squad and and that's really what we've been lacking um, this season. So um, so yeah, this is, this is thinking that's the the sort of way we're looking at it. Um, and as I say, um, the players have all got. Both the mental and the football ability as well football qualities that we uh, we feel that we need in the squad at the moment.
0: You touched on something there in terms of bleeding young players, and I suppose it's uh, this maybe the right time to just mention this. So, and it would be remiss of me not to ask you about the article that did appear in the, the Inverness Courier this week um, that had the headline, and the headline was "Manager May Sacrifice Youth Development for Highland League Survival." Um, you know, for for those that may only have read the headline. Is what you were saying there about you know the priorities are are changing at the moment in time, but it's mainly because the players that are coming out the reserve team, you know John Grant's been uh, has played this season for example, are that there's not any sort of ready made to now continue that at the moment in time. Is that what it is? Uh,
1: it's not necessarily that, Michael. But if any team goes down, then there's no reserve team anymore. There's no youth teams anymore. If we if a team goes into the North Cali League, which is where our reserves team, we can't have two teams in there. We can only have one. So there'd be no reserve team. The, the the youth teams fall under the remit of the Highland League. If you go down, you're not a member of the Highland League anymore. So you can't play in the youth or you need to apply to be an invited member. So you need to preserve your status to develop what you want to do. So there was no sort of thinking around getting rid of, um, you know, Binning off the reserves of the youth in the short term, absolutely not, or even in the the long term. But it's you know, a, a, it would be a it would be a, a circumstantial decision. I mean, uh, it, but it's certainly not a change in the priorities. Um, we've always wanted to bleed our own players. I mean, I say to people all the time, why would I go? Why would the club go and spend money on a new player when we have could bring someone through our own system? Like, why why would I go and waste five, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand pounds by uh, buying a player? In a transfer fee, if I could develop someone, or we could develop someone who we think is going to get to that that level, it just would not, does not make sense. So, you know, we're always we're always invested in the the youth development and uh, and bringing the players through. Um, you know, we've had, as you mentioned there, John Grant's played the last three games, so that that doesn't tell me that the manager's not looking to blood young players, and he's he's cu- played really well, John, as well. Um, before I came on, I was looking back, and in the last. Um, the last 57 league fixtures that we've played, so what's that, about 34 games a season, so about just over a season and a half's worth of league fixtures, we've given nine debuts to players that have come through our system. So that works out a debut over every 6.3 games, so just over six games. So, you know, six games, debut, another six or seven games, someone else debut, another six or seven games, bang, someone else a debut. And all these... Players, these nine players that have had debuts, they're all still at the club. So it's not like they were given five minutes and then said, i nah, see you later, you're not good enough. They were all still with us. So the duty's still out on all of them or some of them are, are permanent members of the first team squad now. So that's just, you know, that just only takes you back the last sort of couple of, couple of seasons as well. So we're, we are still, as I say, there's there's no change in policy. There's no change in uh, approach. We're still uh, really keen to, to bring through young players, it makes economical sense um, from a financial point of view. Um, it also it also makes sense in terms of balancing the age of the squad um, to have a steady stream, but it's really difficult and it's becoming more and more difficult. I mean, I think I read, I read somewhere once who says, if you get one player through into your first team a season, you're doing well. So, you know, to have, as I say, nine debuts in the last sort of season and a half's worth of uh, fixtures, I think... Uh, tells you everything you need to know. Um John's the the main the last one if you like who's come through um who's come into the first team and done really well and you know he's filled in at or he's come in and, and slotted in at centre back and you know as I said you were talking about the form there earlier. I mean people wonder why you're sitting where you are. You look at the, the teams we've had out. We've had in the first six games we had four different centre half partnerships. So you know that's probably the most pertinent Partnership on the park. Yeah, we've you know, play the first game of the season, Fraser Dingwall pulls his hamstring, Callum Howard then comes in, he then comes in for the Elgin game, tweaks his calf, uh, alongside Adam Porritt, and then Nathan Grant plays alongside Adam for two games, strains the knee ligaments uh, for Martin, and then John comes in. Um and has played there in the last three games. So you wonder why you strike you can't keep, you can't keep clean sheets when you're chopping and changing your centre half partnership constantly, but um, but yeah, John's gone in there, um, done really well, and um, and as I say, he's he's the sort of latest one to to have come up uh, from the reserves, and you know it's it's something we always do keep tabs on. But as I say, it's, it's all uh, it's always down to the players. We can we can give them the framework, we can give them as much coaching and development and uh, and encouragement as we like as um, as a club and the coaches as coaches. But uh, it's down to the players. Um, the opportunity is always going to be there. Um, and we're a team, as I say, we're a team sitting sitting bottom of the league. So we're with no one in the squad, and no one in the team's place is safe. So if there's a young player in that reserve squad that we think you're the answer here, then we will have absolutely no qualms about calling upon that. And we have had some up training with the first team as well. So you know they they are getting their opportunity to to show the manager um, what they can do. Um, and as I say, if they if they do enough to show that in the short term they can come into this team and come into the matchday squad, then the manager will continue to have no qualms about uh, about giving them the shout.
0: You referenced a couple of injuries there, and you know we seem to have started this season uh, the same as what happened last season with a number of injuries that we're racking up. Can you give us an update on on um, some of the players that are out and any sort of thoughts on why this is continuing?
1: Yeah, I can do. Um, so to touch on your second point, first of all, uh, yeah, it's easy to, to sit here and uh, and rattle off how many players are out injured. Um, but, you know, that's, again, everybody suffers from injuries um, throughout the season and I don't want to be seen to be just sitting here making excuses. Um, we've we've had a look at... So what we did, I uh, don't know if people might not be aware, but obviously because of the such uh, bad luck as we thought it was we had with injuries last season we actually sent the players during the close season to um, an injury prevention training and uh, strength and conditioning work that they all went away to and, and worked through um, with a specialist on so the club invested in that paid for that for the players over the close season in an attempt to try and prevent the players from uh, picking up niggles and, and knocks and injuries um, as, as frequently as they had been uh, so yeah we are still find ourselves having uh, a high level of injuries we're looking at a training at the moment whether that's the uh, the surface that's being used um, or the training um, that the, the players are undertaking so all that's uh, been reviewed and we're looking at moving things around there as well um, we've trained at Station Park a lot more frequently over the last fortnight or so or, or two or three weeks or so just to to give the players a, a bit of a break from training on a harder surface. So all these things are being looked into. It's, um, you know, we're leaving uh, no stone unturned, uh, if you like, in terms of attempting to get away from um, the amount of injuries that, that we just seem to be constantly picking up. Um, we've got, well, prior to the recent signings we've made, we had 22-man squad and we were down to 15 uh, at the last match um, at Lossie Mouth. Uh, so Kenny McKenzie has actually been back training this week. He missed the the mouth game after he came off against Devon Vale, I think it was, uh, the home fixture. Uh, Carl McLean, um, another couple of weeks for him. So he came back from injury against uh, Fraserbra on the bench, came on as a sub in the first half of that game because Stephen got, of course, got injured. Uh, and he then... Um, took a whack in the ankle and his ankle was all like badly bruised and swollen. Um, so he'll be another sort of week or so before he can resume training. I mentioned Stephen Rennie um, strained his calf as a trialist uh, in that Fraserburgh game. He's fine now in back training as well after um, after he signed at the start of the week there. Um, who else is there? Calum Howarth's had a relapse with his, um, con- uh, his attempts to come back from a long-term uh, Achilles is our snapped Achilles, long-term Achilles injury. Um, who else is our Lewis Mitchell is been out for almost a year now, uh, but he's his appointment later this month to get signed off by the surgeon. He had his uh, his shoulder pinned after it was uh, cons- I think it dislocated about three times playing football, so he should be back. But again, he will be several months away from being available for the first team um, selection, given the amount of time he's been out. Um, Dylan McKenzie uh, underwent knee surgery, complete reconstruction job on his knee yesterday uh, down at Ross Hall in Glasgow. Again, the club put, uh, supported him through that as well. So, um, so we're looking to to see Dylan on the road to recovery. But again, we'll be lucky to see him this season. Um, that's a a longer term one. And um, who else? I think that's about it. Is it Fraser's been back? couple of weeks now as well from his hamstring uh, pool in the first day of the season so uh, I think that's that's about up to speed.
0: Yeah there was a few to get through there unfortunately uh, for us. You know we're recording this just before our, our Scottish Cup first round game at home against Drumchapel United. Uh, the you know Scottish Cup first round day is, is always a special day and while it's I think it's our eighth home first round draw in a row, it'd be great to see as many fans um, as possible come along. It's a big game, obviously, and we, we always eye on, on trying to get a decent cap run, especially within the Scottish Cup. Obviously, after that, though, you know, Breakin are in action uh, in this SPFL Trust Trophy, so our, our game away at Breakin has been called off, Um, so it's another free weekend for us, so you know, it, it's in one way, obviously, I'm assuming, Graham good for um, players coming back from injury, but I'm assuming it would be a, a case of wanting um, just to get the games um, coming thick and fast at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, obviously, after the Lossiemark game, it's really what to um, to get going. It's unfortunate the Strasby game was cancelled and obviously the uh, then playing in the Scottish Cup, then having another postponed game. So it means we don't actually play in the league for, you know, uh, till October, um, and I think it was a, the Loughborough game, which was, was the third of September. Certainly, the first Saturday in September, yeah, third of September. So you're talking, uh, you know, four Saturdays or four weeks, sorry, between uh, between league games. Which you know, when you're desperate to get points on the board, is not an ideal situation to be in because obviously um, teams round about you will all be playing. Uh, with the, the day we were due to be playing Brechin uh, as well, and obviously there'll be. Potentially picking up points, uh, in those fixtures. So yeah, not ideal, but um, but as well Um the games will, will you know, come the end of the season, everyone plays the same amount of games, don't they? So we'll just have to tackle it when it comes around again.
0: Yeah, so we are going to be on a, a run of, of home games. So as I said, Drumchapel this Saturday, which is the seventeenth of September, and then we've got Wick Academy at home on Saturday, the first of October. Followed by Inverurie um, locals on Wednesday, the 5th of October, at home before we travel to Huntley. So, yeah, um, fixtures, once we start um, getting regular fixtures again, they will be there um, and pretty regular. I suppose uh, we've touched on the reserves actually a, a few times there um, when talking about the first team and, and pathway and, and, and various other things. The North Caledonian League season is well underway now. You know, our reserves have picked up uh, one win. Um, out the three-league game so far, and, and this weekend travelled to Fort Rose uh, to face Loch Ness in the Football Times Cup. What's been the the feeling from Stuart and the coaching staff with the reserve so far this season?
1: Yeah, fairly positive. I was at the uh, the Bonner Bridge game that they won. Um, that was a really good game, actually. Uh, could have been more. Um, the players, um, you know, quit themselves really well, put a lot of effort into it, but just couldn't find that opening goal. And... Uh, you felt that might have come back to haunt them, but no, they really went on and you know after a shaky first twenty minutes, um, came into the game and as I said, the better of the second half of the first half of the match, uh, and then after half time really imposed themselves on the game. But it looked like one of those ones that was petering out to a nil nil draw um, until um, until they nicked the the winner. Uh, Liam Balfour nicked the um, the winners picked up the scraps after the ball came back off the post. So uh, and then they did well to hang on because you know if you're once you're playing a uh, um you're playing a team that um an adult team they just sort of throw everything at you uh in the last ten minutes you're hanging on so um a good back to the wall job in the last ten minutes to to get the win. So uh, yeah so obviously um the the sort of selection issues, as I mentioned touched on there, we've you know down to maybe fifteen fully fledged first team players fit and available. So obviously John's been up um, with the first team and playing in the games, Keenan Duffy's been up and, uh, and been on the bench for a couple of games, so uh, that's restricted your selections a little bit and meant that he's had to dip into the the under eighteen squad to, to back up his own reserves team and, and the, the the couple of lads that have come in have done really well, quit themselves, both got game time as well, which is really good. Um, you know, it's all very well going up as a or being taken along as a young lad and then just making up numbers sitting on the bench, but to actually get these boys. Um, on the pitch as well is uh, is really good and and really encouraging to get them playing uh, reserves team football at, at sixteen year old. So that was down them in good stead. Um, you know, I, obviously the but Finney was sure was dis- sorry was disappointed with the result at uh, Saint Duthus at the weekend. Um, I think felt the game was quite even, but the the manner in which they conceded the goals really disappointed them. Um, mistakes again came back to. To, to prove to be costly. And um, you know, they'll certainly be in for a really tough game on Saturday throughout Loch Ness, who, you know, made a flying start to the season, um, racked up a few wins and a few um a few he- um heavy wins as well, a few big wins. So uh, so they'll have to be um, they'll have to be on their game when they go there. But um you know, the I suppose they went a couple of years ago to Loch Ness, just after Loch Ness came into the league and again made a blistering start and they went there and beat them. So um, so it's down to to them. They need to have that that bit of belief about them. I'm sure Stuart will have them, uh, well uh, well fired up for that one. And it's a cup tie as well it's a quarter final. So it's a chance to 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 get into the semi finals, um, which they managed to do last year. So um, yeah, I'm sure they'll um, they'll be looking forward to to that one on Saturday.
0: Yeah, it's not just the first team that have been bolstered in the squad, obviously as well. We added a player to the reserve squad as well, haven't we?
1: Yeah, young Kyle, uh, Kyle Tori's come in as well to 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 the reserve squad. He's um, been playing as a trialist for the opening three games of the season, and uh, and Stuart's done uh, seen enough from him to um, to add him to the squad. He's a little bit older than a lot of the younger or a lot of the rest of the squad. Sorry, at twenty three, but um, but that's you know exactly what they need. You can't just go through um, the season with um, with just. Uh, you know, teenagers in that league, or you know, you, know, you get crucified. So, uh, someone if a bit more, um, a, a, you know, a stronger uh, player, a bit more developed player. Um, also, you know, on that on that similar sort of lines, um, Murray Wilson's in the squad as well. So, Murray um, used to play with a youth team many moons ago. Mary's um, thirty year old now and, and moved away from there, but came back and was just looking to play. Um, Is good enough to ability wise to play in that league and um an experienced guy who's um who's happy to to come along and and play for the reserves for us and play and train with them and, and give a bit of guidance to the younger ones on the park which is exactly what they need at that age so uh, so yeah a couple of um couple of older heads um, in the squad if you like to to give the the younger ones a bit a bit of help on the park when when the going gets tough
0: Moving down a level, the, the under-18s have, have picked up a couple of wins in league camp campaign so far this season under Wayne uh, McIntosh's stewardship. How are things progressing with the squad?
1: Yeah, Wayne, they're now the hardest-working man at the club. Um, <laughs> we're training with the, uh, with the first team twice a week, taking training with the, uh, with the under-18s, and then, of course, match days, um, both on Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, so yeah, obviously, on that, though, we were conscious that... Um, it's really important for these players to, to get a quality level of coaching. Um, we come to an arrangement with Wayne that allows him to continue in his role as the, the under-18s head coach. We wouldn't want him to lose him from that because, you know, the feedback we've been getting from uh, from guys that have been to watch the under-18s and uh, from the parents of the players has been really, really positive. It's been, been fantastic that... Uh, the work that Wayne and Jamie, his, his assistant, have been doing with them. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's been really encouraging. Um, couple of um, couple of results as well um, to show for it. Uh, so the guys are um, the guys are really positive about how things have been going. Um, it's been a really good start, um, given where they were when when came in and um, and bodies were a little bit short numbers wise. So you know they've slowly but surely picked up a few players uh, that they really um are excited about um, as well going forward. So, uh, so Wayne will continue to work away with him. Um, he's uh, he's very much the uh, the poacher turned gamekeeper now, is Wayne. Um, all the he's well aware of um of what these young lads might get up to on a Saturday night before a game, <laughs> having been there himself. Uh, so he's uh, he's well versed in the, in keeping them on the right track, shall we say? Uh, and and it's been really positive. I think he's he's been a really good influence on uh, on some of them as well. Um. So, um uh, long may that continue? Um. As well. So, yeah, we're we're pleased and and really happy with how that's going. And uh, unfortunately, the game they don't have a game this weekend, but they've managed to organise a a friendly um, through in Inverness um, down at the back park at two o'clock. I think it is on Sunday against Inverness Athletic. So, um, you know, if anyone's in the area and wants to go to, and watch them, I'd very much encourage you to do so because, um, you know, the guys have. I put on a few good shows uh, this season, and the standard of football has been really good. So, um that was definitely worth a watch.
0: Definitely try and get yourselves down for that one. Um, while we're just on news, so we might as well um, obviously touch on the sixteens as well. Uh, they've also kicked off their season. How have they been getting on?
1: Yeah, um, a nice uh, um, start for them. It's um, yeah, it's, it's it's I suppose it's new. It's um, breaking new ground for a lot of the players. Um, you know a lot of younger players in that squad. have never really played, um, kind of organised eleven aside football, if you like, before. So, uh, yeah, it's really just getting them uh, comfortable with the routine of training every week in a game. Um, you know they all came. A lot of them attended the um the fantastic uh soccer seven setup in there. Um, Sunday morning seven sides. Um stuff there but you know this is um you know this is another level um when you come up to to play under under 16s football um a couple of years after that so yeah it's um yeah it's just that um adapting to it and um and being um being aware that you, you just you need to be on it as well uh, in these fixtures so yeah the players are um the players all seem to be uh really enjoying it as well and that that's the main thing at that is isn't it Michael it's just yeah. getting and playing football um, learning as well listening to your coaches of course listening to what you're taught, taking everything on board, trying to soak up as much as you can and uh, and developing as a player uh, while um, while getting the enjoyment and, and the love of uh, playing football that you have at that age.
0: No definitely. Um, and yeah we'll we'll continue to keep everybody updated on on how all the, the teams below the first team are, are getting on. As always, on the podcast, we like to give an update on what's been happening behind the scenes uh, with the club. And an obvious place to start with this one is the Sportsman's Dinner. Uh, there's obviously been a bit of online discussion about the club's decision to hold the event in the Dramosi Hotel in Inverness And I personally like to take a bit of time to, to clarify a few things. It's been a few years since the club held a Sportsman's Dinner. Um, it's always been the, the largest fundraising event the club organizes. However, even before COVID, the most recent ones were not as successful as they once were. And there was plenty of discussion around, you know, what is the objective of a sportsman's dinner? Like many other clubs who who have these events, raising as much money as we can for the club was decided to be the main objective for this event in particular. We want to be ambitious and and be able to compete in the league um, and not just fight survival every season. Uh, we want to be successful in the Caps and, and go as far as we can in the Scottish Cup, for example. But as we all know, it takes significant investment to do this. People like myself, Ken, and, and subsequently the new chairman, Mark, have been brought on the committee with a mandate to, to raise more funds, attract new sponsors, and, and raise the profile of the club. I personally dedicate a lot of time to the club and would like to think the club have been improving on what we're doing off the pitch, um, and, and especially in terms of trying to take what we've been doing um, closer to the fans as well. One event does not define or or, or take away from the ridiculous amount of hard work done by the whole committee behind the scenes. It also does not define or take away from the club's strong commitment to give back to the town as much as it can. The new chairman has already been discussing how, how we develop a community footballing offering, giving more people in there and the opportunity to play football, regardless of ability or age. We're in conversation with the school about opportunities for pupils. We're supporting Team Hamish, and we provide as much business and support as we can to local businesses and organisations, including hosting our upcoming golf day near Bar. Everyone has the best interest of the club and the fans at heart. In this instance, with this one event, we have big ambitions to raise a lot of money for the club. However, as we know, uh, with this event, we know that this this event, sorry, that there will be some fans who cannot attend for a variety of reasons, including price. And as part of our discussions around the event, there was also discussion about what other events we will put on in there that are specifically focused on the fan rather than fundraising. Why not the Newton Hotel? Has been a common and valid question. The truth of the matter is they can't accommodate what we are needing. We approached a number of hotels and venues in Nairn and Inverness. And to be fair to the Drum They have offered us a great deal, as good as they could, and this is why we are determined to make this night one of, if not the best event of its type in the league and north of Scotland. And we've already had a lot of interest and commitment from people telling us they'll take a table. In an ideal world, of course, this event would be in there. Every club is unique, and while we don't like to compare ourselves to others, we are not alone in organising an event like this elsewhere. A number of clubs, like Huntly and Tariff, have their equivalents in Aberdeen, Brora, also in Inverness, some of the SPFL um, Angus clubs have theirs in Dundee. Now that we have launched the Golf Day and Sportsman's Dinner, we'll be looking at our other events too. We'll hopefully be in a place um, to announce these in the not-so-distant future. Also, as a reminder, you know Club 1914 season ticket holders uh, and club partners, advertisers, um, are, are all entitled to discounted tickets at the price of £85 a head. Which, is, which I've been informed is actually only £10 more than it cost to attend our sportsman's dinner nine years ago. Uh, and that didn't have the entertainment or, or, or setup that we were putting on either. Talking of the golf day and moving on slightly, um, our golf day is back um, after a COVID-related hi- hiatus and and takes place on Sunday the 9th of October at Narendon Bar Golf Club. If you are a golfer, um. You can't beat a Texas scramble in my eyes. Um. So, but there is only a, a handful of team um spaces left. So, so p- please be quick if you you're looking to play. If you can't get a team of four um together, don't worry. Let us know how many of you there is, or even if it's just yourself, and we'll get you set up with a team. While official handicaps are encouraged, um, again, don't stress if you don't have one. Um, it's. it's meant to be a fun day so just let us know what you normally play off and uh, we'll, we'll get you sort of all sort, set up you can visit our uh, website or email info at nearingcountyfc.co.uk to sign up and get more information thank you to everyone who came and saw us at our stall on games day and who have been so positive about not only the team Hamish third kit but all our, our shirts this season the demand for the Team Hamish has exceeded all expectations from fans and non-fans alike, to be honest. Uh, And we hope to have new stock in the next few weeks. Um, The the order that went in, I think, is the the largest order the club's ever put in for any uh, shirt. So if you've pre-ordered a shirt, we'll be in touch in the the not-so-distant future. On to 50-50, and uh, our winners for this month are Evan McLeod, who wins £150, G. Phillip, who wins £100, and J&W Downey, who win £50. If you fancy playing the 50-50, um, which you can do for just £12.50 every three months, you can be in a, with a chance of winning cash prizes like like these people this month. Good news is you can now sign up online uh, through our website. We have given away over £25,000 to fans in the past five years, so uh, please get in on the action um, if you want to support your club uh, in a way that you can also benefit from it as well uh, and, and finally you know, talking of websites, you may have noticed we've launched a, a new website as always with these things there might be a couple of things that need tweaked so please don't hesitate to tell us if you spot anything uh, there's a lot more information on there than before but hopefully also a better experience for, for getting around the site and finding that info that is it from, from me Graham just uh, anything else from you before we finish up
1: no nothing really michael just obviously um a big game for the club coming up on saturday um it would be good to have as many supporters out in force to to cheer on the team um generate a positive atmosphere within the ground as i say we know that um we know that the performances and results have not been good enough this season but we need we will not be able to turn it around on our own we need the, the backing of the fans to um tell us to do that so um, hopefully, as many people listening to this podcast as possible uh, will turn out to to cheer us on on Saturday, and what will be um, a, a kind of a bit of a unique game in that it's our first ever meeting with Drumchapel um, as well. So um, hopefully, we can um, we can reward the supporters uh, with a result and a place in the draw for round two.
0: Yeah, and, and hopefully we are in that draw, which I believe is on Sunday evening um at, at six pm. Thanks again for listening to our latest roundup Uh, we'll be back again next month Um, probably with a slightly shorter one than than this bumper one but as we said there was a lot that we wanted to cover and address um, and and try not to shy um, behind anything but until then hopefully see you at Station Park soon